Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidty, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. You've even got lights. Good to Great see you. To see you. again, Paul. <laughs> yes, we're just and having a little technical difficulty here. No power, uh, flat batteries, oh. rain, everything going on. So it is good to see you now. We've just got that fixed. Wild weather in Victoria at the moment, Carla. Ah. Um, it's probably perfect in WAS per usual, but here it's been quite wild. So it's well done, guys. It's funny you should say that, right? So last night I met a woman who had formerly been a weather girl, like a real deal weather girl. And I was saying how I, you know, I didn't realise until I was 40 that I wish that I had have done that. But she was saying that when she was in New South Wales, and I agree totally having grown up there, there's so much real weather. There's stuff that happens all the time. Whereas over here, I don't know, it's either really clear and sunny or it's not. But, you know, you don't get those big storms that come in and break up mm. weather. It's... I don't know. I miss the real sort of exciting weather of New South Wales and Victoria <laughs> by the sounds of things. Well, we're certainly having it at the moment. Absolutely. I was on the boat when it when the storm hit uh, last night. Yeah. And I heard this little girl walking past and someone said, did you have a good night's sleep? She said, no, I didn't. There was thunder and lightning everywhere. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> that's a bit dramatic. <laughs> but it was cute. Oh, so how has your week been? Clarky, you tell us first. How have you been? Uh, my week's been great. Just been a little bit of uh, winding up, uh, heading towards the end of the year. We had a Christmas party for our local community on Friday night, which was awesome. And then a work Christmas party last night. So I'm feeling quite fresh today. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure you are. <laughs> and Swanee? What about you? How fresh are you feeling? <laughs> well, I felt very fresh earlier in the week because we took a few days out and went across to Rotnest and had a lovely little family sort of circuit breaker, as I call it, between you know school ending and Christmas. So we just had a relaxing couple of days. But I'm feeling a bit rusty this morning. We've been to a, a girlfriend's big, big birthday bash last night and I think that my feet and my legs actually hurt more than my head, which is a sign of a good night, isn't it, really? We had... Absolute ball, but yes, a little bit, a little bit rough, and I might be a little bit extra nasally today, but you know, it was worth it. <laughs> How are you, Schmitty? Yeah, good. Um, so, kind of similar vein. It's the crazy season, Cheers. of course. By the time this episode comes out, it's February, and we'll have forgotten all about <laughs> this. But, um, but right now, it's the week before Christmas, and it's that crazy time where you've got to go to every work event and every other event, and everyone wants to see you, and especially after being in lockdown for most of the year. Everyone wants to catch up. So I finally did my staff. They're not even my staff now because I've changed jobs slightly, but um, my staff Christmas party. And oh, I had to reschedule it about five times because of lockdowns because it was a murder mystery. <laughs> it's a bit of a theme. <laughs> um, but we, we, uh, yeah, we were doing a 1920s themed murder mystery. And, of course, Friday morning I get a call, a call from someone saying that one of our, our team has been 
positively diagnosed with COVID <gasps> and was in the office with five other people three days earlier. So they're all isolating and testing and all the rest of it. So I had to go inside and rope my nieces and my sister and say, look, I know you weren't planning to do this today, but you have to pretend to be these characters because I am not rescheduling this murder mystery again. <laughs> so we did it and it was lovely and everyone had a good time. But yeah, so we got we got through. So that was really good. And then, yeah, I had a nice little weekend with Tony on the boat this last weekend and came back this morning so all good to, now what oh, oh, sorry, I, I just need color. to interject to be fair it was very lucky that it was your family that you had to get people to participate in murder mystery <laughs> being theatrical That's as you true. are you would have struggled massively if I had to come home and say to my family yeah. right we need to get in a role yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would have had the same um, effect I've got to say you're, like very, Kate, you're well positioned for that <laughs> you're right Kate really pulled a blinder she comes out she, she was playing the club the jazz club owner yeah she comes out, it's 30-something degrees, it was quite hot. She comes out in a pair of black trousers and a white shirt. She's got a bowler hat, she's got these <laughs> ridiculous glasses, she's got a cane, and she's going around bossing everyone around because she's Felix Fontano. It was very funny. Oh, she did a great job. And then, of course, uh, she was the victim, so he gets killed, and then she becomes the investigator in the second half of it. And you should have seen her dramatic. She's lying, and look, I know this is a bit too soon, but she's lying under the clothesline, and she's got a spatula under her arm pretending to be stabbed with it. I said, look, I've got a carving knife. She goes, no, I don't want to have any, you know, Alex Baldwin-type accidents, oh. so we're not going to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Health and safety um, first. Also, a bit too yeah. soon. Yeah. Yes, OH&S was fully, uh, <laughs> fully out. Anyway, so it was really good. Oh, good. So, now what are you drinking? I've got a 1.25 litre of Coles soda water, which I'm hoping to be able to consume during uh, today's podcast, so I'm feeling a little bit more sprightly afterwards. I need a bit Require of, a bit of uh, rehydration. Hydration, yeah. yes. To get into my twinkle toes. Very nice. What about you, Pear? Uh, well, we're having a little drink called Tinto de Verano, which is uh, inspired by a Spanish drink. So it's a sh- Shiraz and lemon spritzer. And cool. it, it comes from Shiraz Republic, which is a winery in Colburn Abbins, a kind of near Heathcote area. We go there and make mm-hmm. some wine ourselves there uh, every year. And yeah, it's very delicious. So that's today's bevy. How about you, Schmitty? You know, continuing on with my uh, somewhat bogan tendencies i'm <laughs> drinking a vodka cruiser they have put out a nice range of sugar freeze they've brought out zero sugars so i'm like yep i'll have one of those are they colorful so yes it's pink you can't see it because i've got it in a goblet because i'm disguising my boganness oh, but it's actually a mixed berry so it's quite pink oh. yeah but it's not bad not bad so that's um, us now we've forgotten to do this the last couple of episodes so i'm just going to remind us all who are we <laughs> Oh, can we introduce ourselves? <laughs> yes, please, let's. <laughs> I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together, together we, we are, are Trial by Wine. Yay. Excellent. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As always. Okay. Now, Clarky, did you have something to say before I pushed us into introducing ourselves? I was going to tell you, um, I heard a about a drink that involved vodka cruises last night, and it's called a snorkel. Mm. And what you do (laughs) is you get a a straw and you put it all the way into the bottle, and it's got to be one of those ones that folds over, you know, the plastic straws that folds over. I imagine Mm. they do them with paper. Mm. What an illegal plastic straw. Correct, yeah, yeah. So you have those, uh, you have that coming out the top and then bent over so that it allows air right into the bottom, and then you can literally just scull the whole thing 
super quickly because there's no issues getting air out of it. Oh, I understand. Yes, so it's, yes, I understand. But hence the yes. snorkel bit. But, but all it is is that you just then scull your vodka cruiser in record time. Not sure why you would do that. Yeah. Jack, no, neither am I. But don't <laughs> worry, Carla. We don't have to use a plastic straw for that. We could always just use a piece of flexible pipe. I've got plenty of it outside, so that'll be fine. And, and legal. <laughs> nice. Because they're all about um, legal. What you, are cruisers strong? Are they very alcoholic? Uh, I don't think so. I think it said... They're alcohol oh, pops, I'll, I'll aren't let they? You know, I'll let, yeah, they are. I'll let you know when I get my next one out. Oh, please do. And um, I'll look at the label. But I'm, I'm prob- they're probably, what, 1.3 standard drinks or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they're... So you should keep yourself nice then. (laughs) Try. Doing my level best. Someone who is listening to our show said to me the other day, oh my God, after about an hour, you guys are so drunk. And I'm like... You could probably go to a 21st. Your hour. Maybe you'll go to a 21st after a couple of these drinks. I reckon (laughs) I could. These are like pre's. Head off to a 21st (laughs) after today's today's (laughs) podcast. She's all about a couple of just that my six pack of cruises. I'm off to a twenty first. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's got a story for us? I do. I do. Um, Yes. All right. Looking forward to it. I've I've missed this. I've missed us. So let's go for it. Yeah. All right. No problem. So what I'm going to do is tell you a little story of a lady named Sada Abe. So she's Japanese. Uh, she was born in 1905, so we're going back a little bit, um, but you know, why not? So my sources are Wikipedia, of course, that always just seems to give me a good one. Head stuff, and also, and, and predominantly Serial Napper. So there's a woman named Nikki Young at Serial Napper who's done a story of Sada Abe, so I'm more or less following her story, and, and a whole lot more than less. Right, okay. so she was born in 1905. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Yes, uh, in an upper middle class family of tatami mat makers in Tokyo's Kanda neighbourhood, she was one of four kids to survive adulthood. And her father Shigeyoshi had inherited the family business of tatami mat making and was now running the show. He was described as an honest and upright man who had no conspicuous vices. Though some acquaintances reported that uh, he was somewhat self-centred with a taste for extravagance. That is quite possibly one of the most Japanese ways of describing a person, but there it is. <laughs> such warmth. So, so Sada's mother was also... Yes, yeah, such warmth, exactly <laughs> right. Very clinical. Yeah. Sada's mother was also known as a respectable mother and a moral citizen. Her siblings, on the other hand, did grow up to be a little scandalous. Ooh. Her brother Shintaro was known as a womanizer and after his marriage ran away with his parents' money. Ooh. Don't know how we got it, but that's what yeah. happened. Uh, Her sister Teruka had several lovers. Because of her known promiscuity, the father actually sent Teruka to work in a brothel, which was actually not an uncommon (laughs) way to punish female sexual promiscuity in Japan. (laughs) I've never heard that before, but there you go. You seem to have an aptitude for this. He did allow her to come home eventually and she remarried. Yeah. Yeah, That's right, yes. Stick to your strength style, you're going to love it. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If you're going to lay on your back, you may as well earn for it. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, Make money out of things that you're good at. She's the youngest child. That's right. right. Do the job you love and it won't feel like work. (laughs) Goodness. Find a way to monetize the things that you love and that you're good at. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, we, I know. it's going to get hard to get past this point, Paul. Yeah. Hope you've got uh, a lot of petrol in that generator. All righty, so back to the story. So Sada, on the other hand, was the youngest child, and because of this, her mother absolutely doted on her. She was treated specially and basically allowed to do whatever she wanted to do growing up. Overall, she had a pretty positive, great upbringing. She was allowed to take singing lessons, to wear makeup, which wasn't really allowed back then. But there's always a twist, isn't there? So unfortunately, things changed for Sada when she was just 15 years old. While out with a group of friends, she was raped by an acquaintance of hers. And this is when her parents really saw a change in her. She became rebellious and difficult, even though her parents supported her and defended her after the rape. She just sort of broke. And when her parents decided they could no longer handle her, what would you do if you could no longer handle your kids, Carla? I don't know. I wouldn't get rid of them, but I, I, given what her dad did to the bigger sister, I'm concerned where we're going with this. Yes, I don't know. What did they do? Yes, well, well, if you if you ever get to a point where you can no longer handle your children, yes, you could do what uh, Sada's parents did, yep. and sell her to a geisha house in Yokohama. Oh goodness me! Why not? They still um, they, they so, do seem to have a bit of a track record, yeah. don't they, Mum and Pop? Wouldn't be wow. Yeah, Wouldn't necessarily be top of your list though. I'm it's going to struggle with my three boys. I feel but like anyway, there's more tell. appropriate ways to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So uh, she was only 17 years at the t- old at the time. Uh, so do we know much about geishas? Do you want a little uh, background on what geishas are? No, or? I do. I would like to know a little bit more about them. I, I feel I probably have too many working assumptions that are incorrect. Yeah, yeah so we, educate me. we often assume that geishas are prostitutes. Um, yeah. That's not and right, there's a little it? bit more, quite a, in yep. fact, a whole lot more to it. So um, the word geisha literally means artisan. Yep. So um, they're much more than a sex worker. Being a geisha is a lifelong commitment and profession that involves so much talent, knowledge and experience. Geisha must master several types of arts, including Japanese dancers, singing, literature, poetry, flower arranging and the playing of traditional instruments. Sounds like a very busy job. Do but do they also perform mm, sexual isn't acts? Isn't that a no normally? So that's the bit I'm not sure I, about. I don't think. Yeah. Your so top the, end one, the it? so it's probably less about that. But so being a geisha, you're more about um, accompanying people, keeping your guests entertained, all that sort of thing. And so you get money from that. Uh, however, you can also then um, it can involve sex. So it's not. Uh, just a kind of one for one I'll pay you you have sex with me but more you come and and look after me and, and entertain me and blah 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 and that may it, then lead to sex yes is it like a courtesan so yeah so more like a mistress or a courtesan or someone who does the whole package it's not could, a I mean yeah, could you honestly but it has to be a cultural thing, a thing in the sense deal. that in western culture could you honestly imagine a beautiful woman and then a man turning up and going I'm going to do some floral arrangement for you because I guarantee you that's not what he's there for. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's very difficult, I think, for us to get our heads around why do you want a beautiful woman to be so artistic? Because that's what it's about. If you've ever watched anything to do with it, they have it's all these very traditional arts, and you know they have to present themselves as these incredibly professional, you know, very unassuming but incredibly accomplished woman. But again, what man wants to see you arrange yeah. flowers? A bit like Miss America. A little bit. 
a bit like Miss America, yeah. But without the bikini, Almost bikini exactly walk. The same. <laughs> yeah. but without yes. the bikinis, that's and, right. and having to solve the world, problems of the world. It is tricky. So the, are they the ones that have the white yeah. face and the really yes. pointy bits? Sun, yeah. It's yes. difficult, I think, for us to get our heads around how that works. It's like if it's not sex, why do you want to go and hang out with a woman who can do all of that stuff? Because I think. I think it's nice, but I don't see how it would work in our culture. Anything else you'd do with a woman? Correct in our culture. Yeah. yeah. Is it something? <laughs> is it, it? Could it be something to do with? Could it be something to do with that access to women of that uh, culture? Uh, not sorry. I mean, yes. a very cultured woman who is very beautiful and uh, very um, uh, talented and trained and in this traditional way could. Could that be like a connection to being almost like experiencing what you might have experienced if you were in a Japanese court mm. or, a, you know, a, or an aristocratic setting? Is that the attraction to it? So a, a non-aristocratic male could experience the kind of woman that he wouldn't normally experience. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Possibly. I, I'm, it's just a question. Mm. I don't, I, yeah, okay. Anyway, good, good exploration of geisha. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> normally when uh, girls went to geisha houses, they would be around 10. Um, they'd come from poor families in the countryside. Um, so Sada was actually quite old when she started because she was sold off at 17. Um, and because of this, she was kind of at the lower end of the geisha scale. She was a little bit less than everyone else. Uh, she didn't have all the years of training as the so other can girls. Can I just ask a question? Sure. Sorry, Clarky. Um, Carla had a look on her face because of the age, I think, of a girl being sold off at 10. She, she had the look of shock and horror. Being, being a geisha, it, would that, was that considered a bad thing in society or was it something that you could be proud of? Yeah, I don't think it was considered uh, shameful at all. But the reason you were sold off at 10 was so that yeah. you could start your training. Was it, You weren't sold off at 10 so that you could then training start having early. sex yeah, with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about all those yeah. things that they had to learn, like dancing, singing, whatever, you want to get all of that knowledge and, and skill into those girls. It's like going to finishing girls. school or... Correct. It's like June, June Daly yeah, Watkins yeah. So then, with a bit of... I know power. it's not the same. Yeah. Maybe having to put out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that they wouldn't start that part of it until later on. So yeah, glad to hear it. No, no. Um, but it's interesting as well yeah, because, the, as you say, they've yeah. come from poor backgrounds. So it probably is a if if you are successful in it, a, a way to have a life. You know that you probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and. I don't think it's looked at in the same way as no. selling your child into prostitution or, or even if you sold your child into a, a, a grand yeah. house of yeah. <laughs> pimpery, you know, but Madame it, Pompadour's pimpery. Yeah. Uh, it's very, you know, it, 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 I think yes. it's, I think it's culturally That's very different. That's a hard bit for us to get our heads around, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah and, and it's not just about sex, remember, no. so it's yeah. not like yeah. you're going it's into that yeah, yeah, yeah. purely to have sex. Exactly. There's a whole lot of yeah. other stuff. Um, other stuff, yeah. So uh, because she didn't have all of the training because she started at 17, she wound up as a low-ranking geisha, so she wasn't paid as much. Were her feet a bit uh, too because big? because of that, she'd often need to... I'm worried about her feet. <laughs> yeah, it's a late right, start yes. to binding. 
Oh, my word. Oh, my word. No wonder she was shunned, I'm sure, by the others with the big feet that hadn't been bound. Yeah, yeah, ouch. I bet your feet, your feet feel a bit like they were bound. Oh, my God. <laughs> After last night. That's why you're sensitive to it. Yeah, too much champagne. Too much too dancing. Much dancing. Yeah. Tight, tight high heels, I'm sure, feel just like that. Oh, I imagine it would be easier bound. at 10 than 17. <laughs> Poor girl. Sorry, Clarky, I uh, interrupted. As usual, sorry. No, no, I'm liking it. No, uh, interrupt away. That makes the makes the story a lot more humorous. Um, so, because she wasn't paid as much, she'd often have to uh, provide sex to make more money. So that's going more into the prostitution space, less into the geisha space. Um, and through that, she was just overall treated pretty bad. Uh, she worked as a geisha for five years and eventually contracted syphilis. Oh. Since this meant she would be required to undergo regular examinations, like a legally licensed prostitute, she decided to leave the geisha house and become a prostitute since it paid better. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that it paid better. But yeah, okay. Yeah, but it also involves sex, whereas the geisha thing, thing doesn't necessarily. What do you think as well? Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. So but she was doing. She was sort of forced to do that because she wasn't high enough in the. In the system. Yeah, if you didn't start a training early enough. If you're a geisha, are you living within a like a community of other geishas? Like, you know, is there like a hierarchy in terms of who you are and then there's someone running that? Yeah, they have like geisha a, houses correct, where you all, all do the after. training. Yeah. So they would have yeah, taken yeah. the money, I guess, yeah. and they would yeah. have been given an allowance as such or something. So if she's out on her own, free agent, fair enough. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. No commission coming off the top. <laughs> Um, so she moved to Osaka and began working as a prostitute in the Tobia uh, brothel district. Besides prostituting, she often got herself into other trouble by stealing money from her clients. She hated prostituting, but she didn't see any other options for her to earn money. She actually tried to escape several times, but she was always found and dragged back to work. Mm. Not a very nice life. No. No, so in 1933, Sada's mother died. She decided to take a trip back to Tokyo to visit her father and to see her mother's grave. Whilst there, she decided to stick close to home, so she began legally prostituting in Tokyo. Uh, when her father became seriously ill in 1934, she nursed him for 10 days until his death, and then she was on her own again. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of a sad beginning for her. It is sad, yeah. How old is she mm. by this Anyway, point? later that year, she ended up meeting a man... Uh, roughly. so 29. Oh, okay. So she's getting on now. Yeah, okay, roughly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so she ended up meeting a man named Kunosuke Kasahara, uh, who was very attracted to her and asked her to be his mistress. This was a very common practice for a married man to also have a mistress on the side who took care of their sexual needs in exchange for financial support. Coming from a life of prostitution, this was a huge win for Sada. Uh, he bought her a house to live in and always gave her money uh, when she needed it. Later, he said about Sada, uh, she was really strong, a real powerful one. Even though I'm pretty jaded, she was enough to astound me. She wasn't satisfied unless we did it two, three, four times a night. To her, it was unacceptable <laughs> unless I had my hand on her private parts all night long. At first, it was great, but after a couple of weeks, I got a little exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this another Catherine Knight? <laughs> well, it's not another. She was up for it seventeen thousand times a night. Yeah. Okay, right. 
But she didn't call, keep her um, cooking knives above the bed. Knives above the bed, that's right, okay. Yes. So she had a lot of energy and after a while uh, she asked Kasahara to leave his wife for her, but he refused. So she asked if she could take a lover of her own and he refused this as well. So one day she left for Nagoya and began working in a restaurant as a waitress. So they're no longer together. Uh, and while she was there, she began a romantic relationship with one of the customers. His name was Goro Omiya, and he was a professor and banker, a well-respected individual in society with a great job and solid income. Uh, it would have done Sada well to settle down with him, but that wasn't to be. So they moved back to Tokyo and decided that they'd, be, uh, they'd open a small restaurant together. Omiya had a start-up cash and Sada had the fire within her. She was a self-starter at heart and always made sure that no matter what happened, uh, she would always be okay. Is the fire within her So syphilis? she suggested the boy... <laughs> I thought it was the magic pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tainted... Ma- it must Just be a black wondering. magic pussy. Oh, Getting her into trouble. Yeah, yeah. Dark magic. Um, so uh, before they opened the restaurant, Omiya said that Sada should get a little bit more experience under her belt. So, so I feel like she had a lot of experience under, under belt. her belt. Exactly. <laughs> probably mm. needs probably mm. needs some experience above the belt. <laughs> uh, so, so she got a job at a restaurant called Yoshidaya, uh, which was owned by a man named Kichizo Ishida, who was 42 years old at the time. Truthfully, he didn't do a whole lot of actual work in the restaurant, mostly just flirted with the women who stopped by while his wife actually did the day-to-day management. This waitressing job that Sada found was about to become the catalyst of a series of very unfortunate events. Mm. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Uh, So uh, Ishida very quickly noticed her beauty and began to make advances towards her. While Sada was in a long-term relationship with Omiya at the time, she had a ton of physical chemistry with Ishida and the two began to hook up in the restaurant while the wife wasn't around. It was undeniable the physical attraction between these two and their affair went from sneaking around the restaurant to literally spending days together at hotels. They didn't seem to really care who knew about the affair. It was actually said that they refused to stop having sex even when the hotel's maids entered the room to bring tea. Or even when they were in the middle of, you know, restaurant That's service. Okay. It's a total hornbag. I'll get your food in a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I spilt, the t- I spilt the tea. It's a bit of a bumpy ride, but we, you get half a cup. Oh, God. <laughs> Not very sanitary. Yeah, no. no. God, no. But imagine being the hotel staff bringing in tea and just leave it on the table. Oh, God, just coming into clean room. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry. I'll leave you two at it. So for Ishida, it was just physical, but for Sada, it was a lot more. For the first time in her life, she really felt like she was in love and she had many men in her life previously, but it wasn't until now that she really felt love and loved. Oh. Sada would say this about him. It's hard to say exactly what is good about Ishida, but it was impossible to say anything bad about his looks, his attitude, his skill as a lover, the way he expressed his feelings. I've never met such a sexy man. I'm telling you, she's a total hornbag. And while their hookups continued, 
Yeah, I know, right? Like, there is a very strong theme <laughs> coming through. She's kissed through. a lot of frogs to get to uh, this I know, but she's still only talking about the kissing of frogs as opposed to anything really True. more about who he was as a person. It's just like, oh, oh he was, no, he was hot, hot. He was good at it, yeah. He's just hot and he's real good at yeah. it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Get on it. Yeah. Again. Oh, I'm in love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get on it. Don't get off it whilst the, whilst the maids are maid coming in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while their hookups continued, Sad would become insanely jealous when he would leave her and go back to his wife. She began drinking heavily. It was eating her up inside and she couldn't stand it anymore. The wheels in her head began to turn and she began to think and she began to plan. Exactly that. On May the 9th in 1936, Sada attended a play in which a geisha attacks her lover with a large knife. After seeing this, Sada decided to threaten Ishida with a knife at their next meeting. Okay. That makes sense. So a couple of days later, she pawned some (laughs) of her clothing and used the money to buy some sushi and a kitchen knife. Don't know why the sushi and the kitchen knife, but... Well, she's hungry. I feel like the sushi She needed to eat something. It was there. Correct. <laughs> Not actually related. She was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, in her own words, this is what Sada said happened during their meet-up that night. I pulled the kitchen knife out of my bag and threatened him as had been done in the play I had seen, saying... Kitchy, you wore that kimono just to please one of your favourite customers. You bastard, I'll kill you for that. Ishida was startled and drew away a little, but he seemed delighted with it. Excuse me, there's what wrong with my kimono? I mean, you don't like the way I'm dressed? I'm sorry. What's wrong with that? Kimono, sorry, I think I said it the wrong way. He was startled, uh, drew away a little bit, but seemed delighted with it all. So, you know, this is the... Oh, I like a little roll Oh, this is sexy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. With, a, with a knife. And some sushi. With a knife. Ooh, oh, danger. Mm, on the edge. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know where it's going. So, clearly he thought this was all part of some role play type stuff. They began making love and Sada put the knife to the base of Ishida's penis and said she would make sure he would never play around with another woman. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Uh-huh. Oh. I can't do this today, I don't think. <laughs> Ishida lo- <laughs> Get a bucket. A Come on. I feel a bit Tough it up. Tough it up. Come on, you can do it. Just get a bucket. <laughs> Say the words from the Schmidt. I'm breathing through it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Remember okay. your okay. Lamar's so got a knife. Yeah. Yeah. At the base of the penis. Knife at the base oh. of the so, penis. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what I would do if that was me, but Ishida laughed at this, thinking it was a joke. Sada withdrew the knife, deciding she would wait a little to make her move. They spent two more nights together, having sex and pushing the limits further and further. They consensually added choking during sex. They actually choked one another and seemed to enjoy it. Sada would use her obi sash to choke Ishida during sex. And during one of these instances, she did a little too hard and ended up injuring him so badly that he had to take sedatives to soothe his pain. Oh, that doesn't sound good. It's like star-crossed lovers, isn't it? 
Well, no, everything was fine until they started getting too rough. Till they spent time together. We're going crazy town now. That's right, yeah. 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 Down to crazy town. Yeah. All right. He just went around the corner and here it is. <laughs> As he was falling asleep, he said to her, you'll put the cord around my neck and squeeze it again while I'm sleeping, won't you? If you start, if you start to strangle me, don't stop because it's so painful afterwards. Oh, this was clearly a joke. Why would you say that? Kind oh. of... Kind of oh. Uh, Star-crossed lovers. They are just meant for each other. Yeah, right. not funny. Bad, bad, bad joke. joke. Bad joke. So it's kind of like, next next time you choke me, make sure you kill me because it hurts so bad. Sada didn't take this as a joke, though. As how he about, slept how that about night, don't choke Sada me as wa- much? Wouldn't it have been better to say, yeah, yeah. ease off a bit ease on the choking? <laughs> Anyway, can, can we have a night off of the choking? <laughs> can we rest that for a bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some yeah. hot wax, God. pour it on my nipples yeah. or something. But can we just yeah. not do the? <laughs> can we just not do the choking thing? If the choking. The BDS... We need to yeah. Put it in rotation. Can we just take it out yeah. for time being? Yeah, That's put right. Move that one out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as he slept that night, Sada lay awake thinking about the future. She realised that he wouldn't leave his wife. As that would mean abandoning... She realised that he wouldn't leave his wife as that would mean abandoning his children and business. For the same reason, she doubted he'd agree to a suicide pact. Oh, It's escalating very quickly. Oh, my God. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But she couldn't uh, bear to see how she could... She couldn't... uh, God, now I've lost myself. Are we ready? Three, two, one... Back in the room. But she couldn't see how she could bear to be parted from him. <laughs> so, about 2am on the morning of May 18th, 1936, as Ishida was asleep, Sada wrapped her sash twice around his neck and strangled him to death. She later told police, after I had killed Ishida, I felt totally at ease, as though a heavy burden had been lifted from my shoulders, and I felt a sense of clarity. Like, I think the viewers really? are just. Oh, sorry, the viewers. The listeners are just happy at this point that his penis is still intact because that was that was weighing heavily on my mind. That was going to go off. When you say the listeners, you life. mean you? <laughs> yes, maybe me. <laughs> I've been worried that that was going to be. What, I thought after she's done, I'll, I'll just nip that off whilst. Uh, well, well, we, he hasn't chance. finished yet. Oh. We don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah, as, 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 as always, Carla, your timing is no, incredible. No, she didn't, did she? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh going to get a little gruesome here, especially for the man. She couldn't let dogs lie, could she? But, oh, no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. So she decided to take it a step further after murdering her lover. Oh. After lying with Ishida's body for a few hours, she next severed his genitalia with a kitchen knife. Oh! Wrapped them in a magazine cover and and kept them with her. Sorry, did what with the magazine cover? <laughs> she wrapped them like fish and chips. Wrapped them in the magazine <laughs> cover and kept them with her. 
Not exactly like fish Let and chips. Salve, salt actually. and vinegar. A saveloy. A saveloy. Yeah, saveloy. Better salve. Yeah. Better salve. When we say battered, we don't Dig mean it's in like deep fried, but I mean battered is in bruised. I'm never yes. having a battered salve again yeah. after this conversation. Yeah, I, we might want to check. And I'm looking at pickled <laughs> onions differently. What's your too? working definition for your battered saveloy, please? <laughs> Is that got flour and, and uh, yeah. egg and How stuff? Or are we just talking about smacked around a lot? <laughs> just, just a meat tenderizer. It's oh. the easiest way to batter a sad. Otherwise known as the hub club. Get the hub club out. That'll sort it. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I do hope she doesn't go down to the beach because she'll be beating seagulls away for the rest of the oh. afternoon. <laughs> Mine, mine, mine. So, so with his blood, she wrote Sada Kitschi together on a shitter's left thigh and on a bed sheet. She then carved her name into his left arm. She left the inn at about 8am with his genitalia, telling staff not to disturb him. He needs his rest. Jeepers. That's right, yes. Very tired. After she went that. home to her boyfriend Omiya and apologized profusely to him. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So did I. Yeah. Uh, he thought she was apologizing for having an affair, but she was really apologizing for the murder and the um, implications it would have on his career. So back at the hotel, the staff soon discovered Ishida's body and the cryptic oh. message that was left behind in blood. Cryptic. The story was immediately it? hit the press. I'm and sorry. What's cryptic? Oh, yeah. She may as well have said, I done it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Killed by. That's right. Yeah. Sada was here. Here's my address. Yeah. I done it. Yes. <laughs> find his penis and you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, people were terrified thinking she could be hiding around any dark corner. In reality, Sada didn't care a whole lot about what happened uh, or who was looking for her. She didn't make much of an effort to hide. Why would people be scared of her? Unless you are doing her 24-7 in an obsessive love relationship or sexual relationship, you're probably safe. I don't, think she's, I don't think she's rampant. She's just... Well, she was quite experienced, so, well, you know, I suppose, maybe... I when you say people, yeah, maybe probably half a previous clients were yeah. worried yeah. she was going to pop out at any moment. That's yeah, right, exactly. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. So, um, oddly, and, and this has come up a few times now, so she went shopping, she caught a movie, and she checked into a hotel <laughs> under a fake name. She drank beer, she got a massage, and she began writing goodbye letters to friends and family. Did but she just get the, the KFC? The way people, once they've they killed Christmas someone... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Uh, so she was planning to kill herself by leaping off a mountain. <laughs> Stop with the popcorn Sorry. chicken. That's... That's, okay. that's Mona's gig. I know. Mona loved a bit of cash. Uh, she was... She was she did. Uh, she was planning to kill herself by leaping off a mountain by the end of the week with her lover's penis in hand. Hmm. I actually I thought you were going to say in her mouth. I don't know why. Go. She was trying to let it go. She's going to well, jump we'll off a mountain with it. Um, we'll jump off a mountain. We'll, we'll get to that. Hey, just commitment, before we get to yeah. that, jumping off a mountain is an interesting thing to do because I've climbed <laughs> mountains and it's <laughs> not like they're just... 
like away. some may have cliffs, but just jumping off They're a mountain, cliffs, like rolling fast yeah. down, you know, like <laughs> jumping off a mountain seems like a strange mm. choice. Anyway, okay. Maybe in Japan it's they're not all cliff It's not a very definite way to end it all, is it? No, it doesn't feel like it. Could be. Yep. I'm sure there are a couple of high-rises she could have. <laughs> bridge? Yeah, a bridge, yeah. So, uh, since, since she was going to die, she decided that she wanted to be with her lover one oh, last Jesus. time. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Get your buckets. So Get your bucket. wrong. Get oh, bucket. you don't? You I don't? have a feeling I know where we're let, going. Let me tell you. you. I, yeah. know, I, know what, I know what we've got to work with and I don't know where we're going with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I've got a tool. Brace yourself. Okay. You definitely have a tool. A tool. Yeah. But I don't know how we're going I've to. I've got a battered salve. Mm. Leverage. A severely battered salve. Yep. So she unwraps the severed penis and put it in her mouth. There we go. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How do we know this? Did she Next, she. Tr- yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. She fessed up. Oh. Next, she tried to stick it inside herself several times before eventually giving up. Mm. That's. Mm. I guess rigor mortis that is, is not really a thing. It's actually the opposite of fucked, to be honest. Because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> unfucked, isn't unfucked. it? It was not working. <laughs> it'd be like mashed. It's just frustrating. That would be oh, like what, she, Carla? She probably uh, nowadays... Oh, you'd be mashing it in, wouldn't you? would be like, well, what would you be doing with your battered salve? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, you couldn't even give it Viagra at that point. Absolutely. For a hornbag like that, she must have been terribly frustrated. There was some thing we talked about in yeah, previous episode Dad where we root. talked about, like, salamis and, and sausages. Oh, it was the food root. one. Was the food one when I talked about the cheese, the Swiss cheese oh, perfect? Yeah. We talked about sausages, and we, we laughed about how a uh, you know Ooh. an uncooked sausage wouldn't be very satisfactory. I feel like yes. we're in the same vein again. Would just be messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely same territory. Yes. Well, well, pleasingly she didn't try to cook it to see if that would work <laughs> a bit better. Up a bit. So that's nice. <laughs> Raw meat. <Ugh>. Yeah. <laughs> So, the reason that she did this, and she later said, was that she wanted to take the part of him that brought back to me the most vivid memories. Mm. Mm. Not his he brain. loved his penis. Not his brain. As Carla said before. I can do before, without his body, right. but I can't do without his penis. As Carla said before, she was just a hornbag and it was all just about the cock. She doesn't mm-hmm. seem to have, um, no, able to operate on any other level, really. Mm. She's just... Yeah, Bad no, correct. It. She's, she's just gagging, literally <laughs> gagging for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh well, not so minute, much at the latter bit anyway. <laughs> took me a minute. I thought, sorry, I thought it was the delay on the call. No, no sorry, not. darling. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> Although she probably with that, what, when she was sticking it in her mouth, she probably was gagging, but more from the smell than from I, the. I can't even imagine. It's so gross. <laughs> Mm. What, like what? <laughs> exactly. I know. How, how do you just... get to this? <laughs> You've let yourself go, oh. love. Oh my god, you're coming across as slightly, <laughs> exactly. slightly yeah, crazed. You're... 
Oh, desperately. Coming across. Coming across. Coming across is slightly crazed. Yeah. Understatement of 2021. I'm not saying I was with you up until this point, but really, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? The soft, mushy battle that's now decaying. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Don't. Yuck. You're better than that, son. Come on. You are. You can do better than this. Yeah, yeah. this is just crazy town. Apparently yeah. not. Back in crazy town. Yeah, we so, certainly are. Right, so, it's the peasant world. Back crazy in crazy town, town. yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so detectives were able to track her down to the hotel she was staying in and knocked on her door. She invited them in and admitted her identity. They didn't believe her, so she showed them the severed genitals as proof. <laughs> As oh opposed to a passport or a driver's license. I am someone, I'll prove it. Why didn't they believe it? Are like, you calling me a liar? Whatever. I'm not a liar, I'm a murderer. Here's this dick to prove it. <laughs> it's true, I'm the hot hornbag. Look at me. Yeah. No, it's me. I'm a foxy lady. Come oh. on. Like, no, you're not. Imagine, <laughs> imagine like like it pulling it out of her pocket and going, look. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't tell me. <laughs> Oh, oh, by the way, though, oh. syphilis, uh, going back to the fact oh, she had yes. syphilis, Maybe affect her brain. it does create mental mm. illness. It, it, you know, it, it, it can turn you crazy. So did she, we don't know that she ever received treatment for the syphilis because penicillin's around in, mm. what's his, 36, was it when she was this? Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, in the yeah, 30s. This is the 30s. Like, penicillin was, was before that. Was it? Oh, penicillin was, yeah, I think so. All right. You, okay, I just do. You, do we know if she got any treatment for the syphilis? I would. I would have guessed penicillin was eighteen hundreds. No, I think it's later than that. Uh, uh, um, because um, yeah, no, she did because she had to go and get checkups all the time, and because she had to do that, she decided she might as well become a prostitute. Nineteen twenty-eight is when Alexander Fleming um, discovered oh, there penicillin. You go. So it's yeah, it would have been pretty new in the, in nineteen thirty-six. Uh, so I think penicillin yeah. is the predominant treatment um, or it's an antibiotic for syphilis. Not as I sure. as I put it into my Google search, thinking, "Wow, this is going to be another one of those ones where people look at me and go, Carla." Penicillin for syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> my, my search history is just insane yeah. because of the stuff I've searched for this. Oh my god! <laughs> Another one. They asked. used to treat it with arsenic. Did they? Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. Do you remember Out of Africa the movie? Well. Mm. Yeah. Oh. No, and them mercury yeah. was mercury used as well. Mercury is used for something. Yeah, something yeah. Another one of those treat. that poisons you doesn't help you. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, I know it's yeah. a divergence. Good to but treat my, disease with poison. Yeah, but my point was more just she had a disease that can create mental issues because um, it's literally a disease that's eating you from within. So oh. whilst, whilst we're all horrified by her acts, I'm just going to point out that she was, um, you know, ill. Obviously. <laughs> anyway. Well, she was also raped and had oh, a tough upbringing. She and, had, a, you know, she had so. a very bad time and she'd lost she both her reason. parents and all that sort of stuff. But I think she, it's if that was still untreated, like it's one thing to have checkups, but if it was untreated in a fashion that actually yeah. dealt with it properly and cured it, then it was probably progressing through a system. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Paul. Tell mm. us what happened after she presented the penis to Let prove who she was. 
as opposed to a Let's passport. Let's go back to Crazy Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to Crazy Town. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got any ID, but I do have a penis. That'll do, won't it? Uh, and it's not connected to my person. <laughs> uh, when, so when, when she was arrested, the police asked Sada why she killed her former lover, to which she replied, I loved him so much. I wanted him all to myself. But since we were not husband and wife, as long as he lived, he could be embraced by other women. I knew that if I killed him, no other woman could ever touch him again. So I killed him. True. Okay, no. Makes sense, I guess. Fair, fair. Life's tough in crazy town. Good timing. <laughs> so, when the details of the crime were made public, rumours began to circulate that Ishida's penis was of extraordinary size. Oh. I'm sorry, I I've thought just you got said visions Ishida's of her penis. Now having t- I misheard that. What <laughs> <laughs> was that? It, it should, it, I thought he said... Rumours began to circulate that the shittest penis was of unusual size. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who? Mm. Hey, sorry. Go was on. Was that before or after it had been battered? <laughs> it's after it's been battered it's like a and grown a bit. Yeah, that's right. Now it's huge, but flat. It, the whole extra- extraordinary size thing, though, has. I've got visions of her, like, dragging it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> like the snake that keep a draft out of um, it. <clears throat> Disproportionately large. I do recall um, a conversation had with a mutual friend of ours, Clarky, who spent some time in Japan, and she was talking to, I think, another mutual friend uh, about some sexual exploits she had in Japan, and she described the general, I don't know, physique of an average Japanese person to be short and fat in that regard. Yes. That's what I've heard. Right, yes. It's just what I've heard. Yes. Uh, so this man uh-huh. sounds like That's... he was quite unusual. Well, no, the police who interrogated Sada, um, they denied this, saying oh. he was just average. Right. And, and they'd seen it in her hand or whatever, right, right, however right. she presented it. Can I ask you a question, though? If your penis had... No, Clarky, if your penis had been cut off a couple of days ago, do you reckon it would look at its, be- look its best yeah. when someone presented it? Would you be embarrassed and go, actually, it normally looks, no. a, bit, it normally looks a bit better I'd, than that. That's not at its finest. I've, you know, it's a shower, not I'd, a grower. It's a grower, not a shower. I, Give me a break. I don't want you judging me I'd, on what that looks like. I would be it surprised. It can look better than that. That's not a good day. <laughs> I would presented. Are we going back to her geisha times when she had a floral display with it as well? You know, like I'm presenting. That's an unusual flower. What's that one? It's a form of orchid. It's looking at me strangely. Uh. (laughs) Um, I I I tell you what, I would be surprised by is that if it was presented three days after it was chopped off. It was of extraordinary size I because I don't think it would get any bigger. No. It would only get smaller. Oh, God, and smellier. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, Sada had said that size doesn't make a man in bed. Technique and his desire to please me were what I liked about Ishida. Mm. After her arrest, Ishida's penis and testicles, what do you reckon happened to them? I'm hoping they were reunited with his body. Uh, no? Fed to the you? cat? Lost? I don't know. Um, 
Chucked to the beach. Taken to the beach and taken by seagulls. Given to the seagulls. No, no. Local fish and chip shop. No, no. Remember, we're in Crazy Town. Went to a museum. So uh, they were moved. To a museum, yeah. Crazy sex museum. They were moved to Tokyo University Medical School's Pathology Museum. Nailed it. Nailed it. What is it with me and knowing crazy shit? Anyway. Or preempting crazy shit. What? What is it? Yeah. I know. We, yeah. It's, I'm. I'm putting it down to experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say I listen to a lot of podcasts and shit. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Right. Not personal experience. So they were put on public oh, oh, dis- oh. They were put on public display soon after the end of World War Two. Oh. But have since disappeared. Why would any? Because someone came along That's and said we do up. not need to see that. That should go in the bin. I don't yes. know. The war's over. People are looking yes. for you know some frivolity and lighter times are come. I mean, why wouldn't you want a bit of happiness? Seven bits and pieces. Oh, I think the war was a pretty horrific time. Sure, you put them in let's some not, uh, fluid. Let's not think that the lighter times was someone's seven mm. penis. And by the way, we don't know by the time they finally got there what state they were in. You know, back to your point about three days. Exactly. They'd, she'd have it a bit. She'd had them in her mouth. She'd try to shove them up herself a bit. I know. She'd be carrying around <laughs> in a magazine. Then they end up with someone else. Were they put on dry ice? How were they preserved? Like it's a good we have question. no idea what this she thing would ch- look like. She treated them like a child, like does with a doll or something, like dragging it through the dirt, having a go. She just. I, could you yeah. imagine the state? Oh, the state. She, <laughs> I don't know if she dragged it yeah. through the dirt. Given Clarky did say the police said it was just average. Otherwise, maybe it was massive and all the police were like, eh, just average. Ours is a better. You know, we're good. A bit intimidated by I, I reckon it was like, <laughs> exactly. a, like a pet mouse that she just kept on her persona and, you know, she'd just sit there waiting for <laughs> a tea to brew and patting her little pet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so they've, they, like, so a, like a Vita so Peron, wrong. they've just disappeared. Yes, exactly, yes. All right, we hope you're enjoying the show. We are a completely independent podcast and we want as many people to hear us as possible. We need your help. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at Trial by Wine where we share our updates and contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. We can't thank you enough for your support. Now, back to the show. She's been arrested... Uh, yes, 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 she has. She has indeed. She's, and there's no more mayhem to be done. She's shown the penis okay. to the police to prove who she is. I think the correct term is presented. Presented, that's right. Yes, yeah. She's uh, With her, using yes. all her geisha skills. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Um, mm-hmm. So it's okay. Origami it's reminded style. me of a song from the nineties. Um, <laughs> and and given that we do like a bit of music every now and then, I just thought I'd play it for you. Um, it's it's a bit of a grungy song, so it's hard. But if you play close attention to the lyrics, you'll get the link. Ready? I woke up this morning with a bad hangover, and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's. I w- happens all the time. I woke up this morning the with the worst hangover. Because you've had many a hangover. <laughs> it's called detachable penis. And my penis was missing. Yeah, That's all the time. Right. Right, right. And it goes on a whole journey of um, him trying to find his penis because 
it's it happens all the time because it's detachable. You know, he checks the medicine cabinet because <laughs> sometimes he leaves right. it there. All right. So, have you got anything further to tell us, or are we sentencing? Well, yeah, no, no. I have got. To, I'll tell you a little bit about um, what happened from there. So, it's a good example of um, the Japanese justice system where it sometimes gets a little bit wrong. But she was convicted of murder in the second degree and of mutilation of a corpse. So she was put on trial and asked to be executed. But the court sentenced her to just six years. The sentence was eventually commuted and Sada walked free after serving five years in prison. She gained a ton... (laughs) Shits and giggles. Oh, no, right? Um, what? Oh, God. Wow. Okay. Five years for did not strangling see that him, coming. and then maybe it was because she uh, kept his penis what in immaculate condition. What, you, what year is this? Thirty-six. She might have been doing the judge. Okay. It probably was magic pussy makes a return to trial by wine. Absolutely. Oh. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I um just as an aside, I uh, sent my um, uh, friend there, who's a graphic designer, who did our logo, uh, some catchphrases to use to to work up for us to use on merchandise, and of course, yeah. magic pussy is one of them. Nice. <laughs> and my email went in went into junk. <laughs> 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 and I thought, I think I know why. How very dare they. <laughs> It should have at least gone into funny I'm junk. on that one. Like hilarious junk, not just, <laughs> not just normal junk. So in order to reply to him, I had to remove all the rudeness out of my email so that it would actually reply to him. But anyway. <laughs> that is funny. Nice work. Are you pulling my dick was another one. So I had to remove that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, So she gained a ton of notoriety because of the crazy story of her crime. So she would go on to give interviews and write a book. Eventually, she returned to work Um. as a waitress. I feel like um, Human Leagues sung a song about this, didn't they? I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Working in a cocktail cocktail bar. Cockless bar. I met you. I had that to bring much my, is true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to bring my own cock to this cocktail bar because. <laughs> oh no! So for the, for the next twenty years, she remained a model employee. She didn't get into any trouble, as far as anyone could tell. Uh, it was said that while waitressing, when they recognised Sada, the men in the pub would put their hands over their crotches and shout out things like, "Hide the <laughs> knives!" and "I'm afraid to go and pee." Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be joking. Uh, so I'd she be would terrified. Sl- yeah, that's right. Don't don't, don't draw yeah. attention to yourself. Don't, don't push she her. Would God. Slap the banister in anger and stare at the crowd into an uncomfortable and complete silence. Ooh. Then one day. Okay, in- I've got a small anecdote. I've got a little anecdote. Sorry. Yeah, go on. So, tell um, them. Not to do with uh, cock cutting up, Ooh. but. Uh, <laughs> Many years ago. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it was. Ago, uh, Coxsui. As you know, Dad worked in a factory, owned a factory in a part of Melbourne that has got quite a few interesting characters in it. And when a friend of his passed away, I went to the funeral and I was chatting to a man who was actually very charming, very nice man. 
and I didn't know much about him. There was something a little off about him, I've got to say. And so after the funeral, I said to Dad, who was that man I was talking to? And he said, you mean Mr. Machete? And I said, uh, what? <laughs> and he said, that's Mr. Machete. And I said, and how did he come to have this interesting name? And apparently Mr. Machete had found his wife and a lover in flagrante and had gone out to the garden shed and got a machete and came back and murdered at least one of them, if not both of them, I'm not sure, and then did his time as a result of that. So kind of like the people in the bar who knew what she had done and kind of made inappropriate jokes about it instead of being terrified, clearly the people who knew who Mr. Machete was did the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And I think I was like 22 or something. I was horrified, but I was like, "Uh, all right. No, I must have been older because that happened when I was in Sydney. But anyway, just a little aside. So, yes, I have also uh, met the odd person who's done their time, done their crime. The odd murderer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers, Dad. God rest your soul. (laughs) Some people who've got handy with knives. Mm. I just laughed that they always called him Mr. Machete. There is that phrase, don't mention the war anyway. for a reason, I think. Like, <laughs> just, just let it go. Oh, look, I, this was a long time ago. I doubt, I doubt Mr. Machete's still around, I've got to say. I, you I, should I, look I into that. Quite a long time you ago. should look into that for trial by wine. This was 20 years ago. Oh, might when be a I local think about case. It, it was 20 years ago. And he was, he was pretty elderly then, so I doubt that yeah. he's still with us. Even better, Shame. really, because then you could... He was a very nice today. man when I met him. Oh, of course. Yeah, he just had some a bad moment. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> so that more or less... The colourful people that I met up there. <laughs> Jesus. That more or less brings us to the end of the story, other than to say that uh, w- one day in 1970, she disappeared right off the map. Occasional rumours of her committing suicide or entering a convent sprang up but nothing was oh. ever confirmed and there is no known death date needless to I mean, say so she would have been 65 she was born in yeah, 1905 yeah. 05, yeah, so 65. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah right so needless right. to say sada abe will never be forgotten in japanese history no and that my friends is the Good story reason. of sada abe wow yep wow. So, so it's that time time to pick your crime and uh, sentence away. Put your wigs on. Yes, put your wigs put on. Put your wigs on. Well, Carla, thoughts? I'm a bit sort of Here she goes. baffled as always, but like I'm more concerned about what her real sentence was, frankly. Can we just talk about that very briefly? <laughs> yes, we can. Do you can. think it's because yes. she was such a national sensation that people kind of, I don't know, did people think that she was... A hornbag, and that was okay because she'd been a geisha or something like that. So they didn't. That's not a very long sentence for doing what she was like. Really it's macabre. Not, yeah. Did it? Did, yeah, agreed. In your vast reading, Clarky, did you come across anything that suggested that that there was any outcry at the time as to why that was so? Sh- yeah, no, no, it doesn't sound like there was at all. Um, so Nikki Young, who wrote the story, uh, did mention that. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's an example of how confusing the Japanese legal system can be. Yeah. So I'm assuming she's got some experience in the Japanese legal system because uh, she says it just sometimes confuses her. Because I'm doing a bit of, well, I was doing a bit of research on a, a story of my own, which was is Japanese. And they, there seems to be this thing there where 
a lot of things are kept very private and you know what happens is you know it's like nearly everything is sort of swept under the carpet but in this situation it was such a public you know yes. national story you know what a scandal this happened it's interesting because I would have thought they would have been given the opportunity to make an example of it but it seems like the total opposite <laughs> mm. crazy yeah it does crazy yes. town it's cool crazy and cool Oh, I don't know. What are you going to say, Schmitty? What are... um, I'm sighing. I don't know what to say. Um, Neither do I. I'm still sort of so shocked by the just how she was so unapologetic and the fact that she went to have like a pretty normal life and wrote a book. And where, where's the? It's like, yeah. Oh well, you know, poor guy. Did it say? What about the, her partner or any of those people? Did they ever speak again about? Oh, one of them did, didn't he? The first boyfriend or whatever else. Uh, yeah, so that was early on that he, yeah. that he mentioned that he spoke of her. But yeah, there was, there's nothing sort of post-story that would suggest anything different. I think she just uh, got away with it almost, didn't she? Maybe they just thought it was a bit of, bit, a bit of sexy time gone a bit wrong. It's sort of like, they're like, oh, well, you know, shits and giggles. Yeah, I mean, Stuff happens. I mean, to be, f- you know, gets to be a bit fair, out of hand he did sometimes. say to her, you're going to strangle me. He shouldn't have made that joke, should he? Yeah. Pretty much his fault. Yeah, yeah now that you say it, but his Don't fault. Don't want to victim blame. Let's not victim blame, but it was a bad joke to make to her. Yeah. Well, there's Correct. nothing yeah. funny about it's it. Not like he said. Shapers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not Japanese. You know. That's the thing, isn't it? It's got to be a cultural thing. you know what I mean? Like, are, you, are you not? <laughs> no, but there are sometimes you hear a joke that's translated into English from another culture yes. or another language, and it's not funny at yeah. all. Mm. And you think woman chops off a penis? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've heard translated German jokes or or Hungarian jokes, and you think that's not funny. That's awful. (laughs) And yet everyone's pissing themselves laughing, and you think I don't get it. It's lost in translation. Yeah. Maybe there was something lost in translation of that joke. Well, I'm assuming only two people heard the joke, and one of them clearly didn't think it was a joke and actually thought it was something that she should do. So I'm going to go with, it's not a, it wasn't um, that it wasn't a joke because of the culture. I think it just wasn't funny. And in fact, it almost sounded like an invitation. But do you think, I don't even think it matters in, in some respects because at the beginning of this part of the story, remember she had said to him with the knife at the beginning, like she'd watched the play. She was, it was premeditated in the sense that she was going to go and do something to him. So the fact that he then said, oh, you know, you may as well, if you're going to do it, strangle me with the cord that was just a, an aside really she was like oh i hadn't thought of that i was just gonna slice you up and cut your penis off it's literally like he went oh well if you if we're in that sort of space give this a shot yeah yeah you know she would have it'll be just sliced him up anyway to, wasn't she yeah it'd be easier to cut your penis off once you're strangled so thanks for the tip it's made me refine yeah. my plan handy tip hmm. yeah it's very strange in fact more so. than the tip she took more than the oh. tip and wouldn't if you started oh god i've gone down a really bad rabbit hole over here sorry i know i've been very quiet but all right so i'll explain where i'm headed with this i don't know when many years ago probably in england i was watching probably a channel four uh, program chances are for dials up so many good things (laughs) I remember seeing something about a porn anyway there was this film and this is based on my memory so what I was trying to do while you were talking was google the correct name of this pornography 
or porn, sorry, film, because I don't know it. But anyway, it was about a woman who had either had tons and tons of sex or something. Anyway, she kills herself for whatever reason. And then in this scene, she's in sort of an effect, effectively, she's in hell. And she's in another, her, her punishment or her hell is she's in a cell with another man, a man. And her punishment in hell is that the man will not have sex with her because she's like gagging for sex all the time. <laughs> and so they just have to masturbate sounds themselves. sounds more like heaven. Because they can't actually. <laughs> well, no, because she likes the D and she's <laughs> never going to get the D because yeah. this man is only interested in wanking himself off and so she's very frustrated so that was that was her you know moral uh, yeah. that's a strange forgive me where did you where did you see this film <laughs> i didn't see the film i saw someone talking <laughs> oh, about right. the film. okay so it, so uh. it was and it was maybe it was one of those top 100 pornos <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. those yeah, lists, yeah. those list programs I certainly in the uk they do those non-stop don't they anyway whilst i was trying to find the um actual name of that film your search history will be I came, good <laughs> that's why i'm on my phone not on my computer <laughs> Um, I came across an article which is about uh, 13, what's it say, 13 people who died from masturbating. (laughs) And, um, well, one's fairly normal, I mean ordinary, which is an 87-year-old man found naked and hanging by his belt. Man perforates his bowel after getting vibrating dildos stuck in his anus. Man electrocutes his penis. Man chokes to death on zucchini during afternoon bout of autoeroticism. Man dies. Chokes to death on a zucchini. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That's what it says. I didn't read into it. Oh, okay. Is that that because he shoved it so far up that he choked on it, or because he was like other way? No, he was he deep throat. He shoved it down his throat whilst masturbating. Oh, and then choked him to himself to death. It's an auto auto erotic. You know, instead of yeah, no, I don't know. That's instead of I'm having asking. a sash around your neck. Yeah, yeah. Instead you just of having a, a sash around your neck your or a belt, down your throat. Yeah, and well, probably with the idea that you could pull it out again, and maybe a bit of it broke off. I don't know, oh. but anyway. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and it's really hard to give yourself a Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, it's a good point. Ooh. I don't know what I'm reading there, and I don't want to read it. Internal examination showed a zucchini impacted in the larynx and orifice, totally occluded, occluding the airway. So yeah, he, he shoved it too far down, basically. Anyway, man dies of heart attack after attempting to get a blowjob from a vacuum cleaner. Oh, oh Canadian what? man dies from incredibly complicated underwater self-pleasuring contraption. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean you shouldn't laugh? Did he Can drown? Can you just read that again? I told you, I went down a really Death bizarre... Death by misadventure. Uh, Canadian man... It was, I'm sure. Canadian man dies from incredibly complicated underwater self-pleasuring contraption. <laughs> In 1984, oh a researcher coined the term aqua eroticum to describe a case where a man drowned in a river during an intense underwater jack-off session. <laughs> A much later case involves a 25-year-old Canadian who perished as a result of an unusual autoerotic fatality in a lake involving a homemade diving apparatus. What? What exactly? On his head, sorry everyone, I know we're going on a different direction. but Tell me more. I was, I was thinking about this idea of punishment around Make eroticism, okay? Yeah. So that's where yeah. we got, that's how we got here. Anyway. On his head, the victim had a hockey helmet equipped with a safety grid. The garments were composed of a two-piece black snowmobile suit and beige ski boots. On top of the black suit, a complex bondage system 
joining together the waist, knees and ankles of the victim was observed with meshed metallic chains and straps and accessories usually used for horseback riding. <laughs> As it said, really what? A section of electrical wire. I just think you overthought was, it a bit by the sounds of things. I think yeah. you're right. Uh, a section of electrical wire was also used at the knees. The whole bondage device was secured at the pubic region by a padlock, consequently maintaining the victim's legs tightly joined together. Furthermore, a meshed metallic chain was attached to the hockey helmet and straps were also present at each wrist. Under his winter garments, the victim was wrapped in a transparent plastic jumpsuit, covering him from head to toe. The man was initially completely underwater, his feet connected to a wooden board by steel bindings. The wooden board was linked to a floating pneumatic boat by an electrical cord. The victim had linked a long black tube from his mouth to an open plastic container floating on the lake, thus creating a device for air supply. Oh. The open oh. plastic container allowed air to enter the black tube and get to the victim. Apparently, the black tube didn't adequately allow for sufficient airflow, and this gallant and dedicated masturbatory warrior <coughs> slowly suffocated to death. Masturbatory it, warrior? The article. There's <laughs> a quote from the article what? I'm reading on thoughtcatalog.com. On thoughtcatalog.com, if anyone wants to read this also. I'm, oh my god. Anyway, I feel like not too many wars were won by masturbatory warriors. <laughs> I've just got visions. Oh my god! Visions of an army with a sword, like swords coming over the hill, and the masturbatory warriors on the other side. <laughs> get back! Get back! Oh, we lost again. That would keep me away. I've got to we say had a good that time. was so <laughs> If someone came up to me. Trousers down, wanking at me. I'd back away. <laughs> I would very happily back away. You win. Off you go. Anyway, Calm down, you masturbatory uh, warrior. I was looking for... I know. A man heartlessly killed by the tractor he fell in love with. What a bitch. That was the most complicated paragraph I think you've ever read. The tractor he fell in love with? Was the was the tractor was a bitch? Most, I called I called the tractor a bitch. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, I'll go back to it quickly. That must be the most complicated right. paragraph you've ever read. That no, description we should, of what we should that do other it. one. Oh my god! I, no, I could hardly picture it. That is, uh, like, he's a jockey <laughs> on the inside having a sweat down, and he's like little plastic. I don't know what was going uh, on at the beige boots? Why imagine. did we have to know the bay? The boots were beige, like the bay. <laughs> my mind, my brain was like she goes what what okay right right i think i've got that no um, i don't understand that that was insane <laughs> all right the, the tractor one is a 42 year old asian man was found hanging by the neck suspended by a rope attached to the raised shovel of a john deere model jd410 diesel powered black hoe trailer sorry back hoe trailer black hoe trailer <laughs> <laughs> you might need to edit that tractor <laughs> what that tractor was such a hoe i know sorry about Bruce that. For it's a backhoe tractor it is actually a backhoe oh yeah we know yes. okay <laughs> not a black hoe the decedent was suspended in a semi-sitting position by a cloth safety harness wrapped around his neck and clipped to a rope that was hooked to the raised shovel of the backhoe tractor a towel was between the loose fitting strap and the victim's neck a long piece of plastic pipe was connected on one end by conduit tape to the hydraulic control lever of the shovel in the operator's compartment of the tractor. A broomstick was taped to the other end of the pipe and was partially under the de- uh, decedent's buttocks. The victim kept a journal of love poetry dedicated to his tractor that he named Stone 
outlining oh. his desire for them to soar high together. The victim what? was unmarried and lived with his parents on their farm. Go figure. He also had a reasonable expectation of privacy for an extended period as he engaged in this behaviour in the late evening down by the barn. Cause of death was determined to be accidental autoerotic asphyxiation with carbon monoxide intoxication as a contributor. That's and butt splinters. Sad. Anyway, moving on. But what a masturbatory warrior he was as well. <laughs> <laughs> another one. This was another, another hero for our times. It's, oh my god. It's like masturbatory warrior. <laughs> masturbatory warriors meets transformers. Dory warrior. Like. <laughs> This is the one that got my attention on this whole article, and now I've got to it. It's gross. Oh my god! You've really got me going now, and I can just Transformers more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Jerking you off. Oh my god! I can't wait for that movie to come out. Masturbator in disguise. <laughs> And this is why. As opposed to that one, this is the one that got you. No, that wasn't there. In the, in the original kind of you know, search oh. thing, when it comes up, the oh. line that I was looking at was "woman dies of possible stroke while masturbating with a frozen sausage." Oh. This is the one that caught my interest because of a frozen the sausage of our story. Oh, oh. Yeah. frostbite! A woman numb. in her early twenties was. It's not good. A woman in her early 20s was discovered in a severely decomposed condition. She was found on a bed oh. in her locked apartment where she had resided alone. She was nude and lay face down with a pillow under her abdomen and her buttocks in the air. Her right hand was beneath her near her vagina. Her face was turned to one side and a knife was beneath her cheek. What? On the, what? Don't know why. On the bed immediately below her vagina lay a long sausage, which in all probability fell from her j- vagina after death. <laughs> On the kitchen counter, a pack of similar <laughs> sausages, once frozen, had since thawed. A pack of similar sausages. What a warrior. <laughs> what a what warrior. A masturbatory warrior <laughs> with similar <laughs> sausages. <laughs> Isn't it? Anyway, there's more, but I won't go on because that's not where I was going. Anyway, so on back to sentencing. So I was having this thought about uh, the the that thing I'd heard about this film where the person had been put into a situation where they couldn't get any sexual satisfaction and that was kind of their punishment. And I'm not quite sure how this pans out because now I've just gone... All I can hear in my head is... Transformers, robots in disguise. Transformers, <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> I cannot get past that now. The Transformers so, save Earth town. by masturbating. <laughs> in Crazy Town. I think we're in yeah. Crazy Town world. now. In Crazy Town, which is an offshoot of Trouble oh, wow. One World, there is a uh, Japanese lady who just can't get any cake. She can't get no satisfaction. And that is my sentence for her because too much satisfaction led us to this very sad right. story. Yes. Even though we laughed a lot about it. Yes, I agree. Yep, I think. So I'm just going to cut her off, not her partner, at the pass. Right. Paulie, 
Clarky, what oh, you got look, for us? Mine, mine's just super simple, and it's going to be really, really short. I just think she should be made to eat a bag of dicks. Oh, <laughs> 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 <Ooh>, yuck. <laughs> and that could be three-day-old ones. I laughed. She who's, can have all... Well, who's dicks? Men's, like, human dicks? Oh, Schmitty. Yeah, yeah totally. Dicks? Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, totally human dicks. What? Mi- and mixed bag, mixed bag. dicks. Mixed bag. Yeah. Mixed bag of dicks. I mean, I mean, let's... She tried. Yeah, it could be a mixed bag. 20 cents of mixed dicks, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can go to the milk bar at 12 by wine and get probably more like 20 bucks worth of mixed dicks. You get Coca-Cola flavoured ones. Excuse me, may I have a... Yeah, and the teeth. They're a bit like those thawed sausages that that other woman was enjoying. Got, a, got any vinegar? Worth of mixed dicks, please. <laughs> oh. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I know Carla. Yeah. Did you actually send? No, her but I would have. I mean, I would send. <laughs> no, of course no. not. I would sentence her to uh, lifetime for murder. So I'd like to see her in jail. But again, I think it's for. But I think. I think it's very important that she is um, sexually unsatisfied and unable to scratch that itch. And I think that I mm. and I don't know if that's by keeping her away from other people, making sure that she has no access to, oh, I just suppose her own hands or anything. Like that. I don't know. She just needs to be, you know, calm you it down. Sentence her to death by the horn um, back. Take the horn out of the horn barrier. back. <laughs> well, I was going to say maybe if we go back to the masturbatory warrior. And we think about the opposite. Instead of this massively com- complicated yes. um, contraption to masturbate underwater <laughs> and drown yourself by accident, how about like oven mitts so you can't wank? Yep. Uh, um, you know, foam on every surface so you can't push. No access to a washing machine. Why just we? Why don't uh, we just get know, rid of her libido? That you can push yourself up against. Let's what just uh, take away her libido so she's just like a. Oh, or maybe not actually, because we do want her to suffer. If she didn't, she didn't have a libido, then she wouldn't be suffering, would she? She wouldn't be indifferent. Maybe just a big brass chastity belt. Yes. Yeah, chastity yes. belt would work. Yeah. Yeah, and, I reckon a big, big chastity belt. Yeah. And then okay. being in the presence of ten mm. masturbatory warriors, <laughs> so she just won't be able to masturbate. It's almost exactly like. See, that's exactly the, yeah. the the porn, the moral porn that I was talking about <laughs> yes. earlier. That's kind of the storyline. They. I love that. It's a tight. You like to watch. I only watch moral porn. I don't. It has to have a me- <laughs> it has a message. <laughs> I'm porn with a message. Way, before, before, before. I'm not about to say I don't watch porn, but I don't watch moral. You watch porn, porn with a me- <laughs> porn with a message. <laughs> no. They could no. show it in schools. I don't schools. watch a lot of porn, but when I watch porn. It really only has one message, and no, you can't show it. What's the lesson here? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, on that note, I think this case is done and was excellent. Thanks, Paul. Very enjoyable. Clarky. Quite a riot. Uh, What a riot. Yes, that was a riot. Um, I feel... I do feel sorry for the victim, but I'm glad that he had already died before he had his dick cut off, because that would have been pretty awful. Just got to say. I mean, I don't even have a dick, but I, I believe it would be bad. <laughs> I wouldn't like my finger cut off while, before I'm dead, so, you know. <laughs> Anywho. 
Carla, oh. got anything else to say? Uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm done, darling. I think I'm done. I've enjoyed right. that very much, though. What a giggle. Yeah, that was really good. That was really funny. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Pleasure. And uh, miss you already. It was awesome, and we will regroup very shortly. And until then... Farewell, my masturbatory warriors. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Warriors. warriors it is. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> Transformers, <laughs> robots in <laughs> disguise. Ain't a oh, bag of dicks. All right. Cut <laughs> <laughs> it out. See you guys. Right, Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.